0: Welcome to Healing with the Masters. We are so delighted that you've chosen to hang out with us for this series of speakers, inspirational wisdom, powerful affirmations, invocations, activations, prayer, and healing. Healing with the Masters represents transformation to ignite your light and to show you a framework of possibility for moving into a new way of being in your life, modeling that for others in your life, and changing the whole planet. Enjoy this powerful series. Now, if you're interested in joining us live, then just go to hwtmpodcast.com that stands for Healing with the Masters, hwtmpodcast.com. Register there for the current season. And did I mention, it's free. Join us absolutely free, you just have to register. But for now, enjoy these shows because they created the most amount of transformation. They created the most amount of buzz, insights and miracles of possibility. These are just as powerful as the day they were recorded. The vibration and energies are still present and available for you. And if you're listening to them, it's because you're ready right now. Know that you helped to create this content. Your desires and intentions have brought this very broadcast here before you. So listen, engage and enjoy. And again, if you'd like to join us in our live season, remember to go to hwtmpodcast.com. You just have to register. Join us, experience the light absolutely free. Now, enjoy this show. Welcome everyone to Healing with the Masters Volume 13 and this is a very and we think exceptionally powerful season of Healing with the Masters because this 2014 set of seasons is unique in that it's our second year of the Aquarian Age and this we think is a year of let's get her done. This is our soul group opportunity to commit to our journeys, engage in our lives and in the process and together make a difference on this planet. We are so delighted that you chose to hang out with us this season, and I want to remind you that you are beckoning forth all the content on this and every show of the season of Healing with the Masters. Your intentions have brought forth this very moment, so everything is here for you. And we're actually going to talk a little bit more about that with our special guest today, Pam Grout. But that's what's so powerful we think about our Healing with the Masters community. You create the content through your intentions. We also want to remind you that the healing part of our name can sometimes make you feel like, well, if I need to be healed, there's something wrong. And we do that on purpose because what it actually means is transformation. It means realignment. It means repatterning. It means you are on a pathway to change it all. And we're so excited at what you're about to create in your life. Now, you may think that the masters that are our remarkable speakers that we bring on each week, but we also know that you are actually the master you are seeking. All of the answers are within you, and the master teachers you're hearing on this series are giving you the nudges and the hints as to who you truly are, that bright, sparkling being of light and love that you are. Now today, I am so excited to welcome a very, very special guest. Today's guest is Pam Grout. Pam uh, is a world traveler, she's a loving mother, a best-selling author, a millionaire, and an inspiring witness to everyone she meets. Now, here's what's really cool about this bio. Pam lives what she teaches. She lives what she writes. She creates the world that she lives in and the life she lives. So, only four of the above things about her bio are true so far. Uh, but that line is an affirmation that she started using 20 years ago before she ever had a child, before she ever became a travel writer, an author, or bef- before she even liked herself very much. <laughs> and evidently affirmation works because she can proudly say that all but one are true, and one is rapidly becoming true with this new book, E-Squared. <laughs> uh This amazing woman lives in Kansas, and um she is... A, a someone, I, I love this. You call yourself a putterer, and I love that because it's actually a very feminine term, and it creates a tremendous amount of freedom. Uh, it means uh, really just puttering in your life and not giving it too much meaning. <laughs> That's what I take it as. Um, she is a writer, an amazing, beautiful writer. If you haven't read her new book E squared, you must. But E-squared is the overnight success that that was preceded by 15 books. (laughs) She sold... Exactly. Right? (laughs) I remember remember Bonnie Raitt saying, yes, I'm an overnight success having played in bars for 20 years. Uh, Mm -hmm. So (laughs) she has um, published 15 books so far. She sold articles to dozens of publications. Um, uh, Just to name a few, Travel and Leisure, Outside, Family Circle, Modern Maturity, uh, New Age Journal, Scientific America, Explorations, travel holidays, uh, snow country, the Washington Post, the Detroit Free, Free Press, and so on. Um, she's also the Midwestern stringer for People Magazine, and she's worked with the most amazing, uh, covered the most amazing stories for people. Um, she also writes a travel column called Now, Now, comma, Where Was I? Uh, she's been to all con- continents on the planet. She also works for Huffington Post. A prolific, amazing writer and sharer of possibilities. Pam Grout, thank you for joining us on this season of Healing with the Masters. It's so great having you.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much. It's great to be here.
0: (laughs) So I love, you know, you, uh, a lot of talk right now is about your book, but I know that this is not, um, uh, this is something that is kind of a conclusion, not the start for your career in manifestation. And, um, I'm curious, what did, when you started this book? What exactly did you want the reader to achieve uh, from as they read this book, as they went through this book? What was your intention for the reader?
1: Well, okay, here's the thing: we have been hearing these theories about you know thoughts create reality. You know, we manifest our dreams. We've been hearing about this for years. I mean, this has been something that's been out there, but. How many people have actually put it into practice? You know, when you know something theoretically, that's one thing. And so the reason I set them up with 48 hour, really easy, simple scientific experiments because this way we can actually put it to practice i think it was jesus or paul or something the bible said faith without works is dead and so you can have all the faith you want but if you don't realize that being connected to everybody on the planet if you don't realize that your thoughts are actually vibrations that go out into the universe i mean it's important to know these things but it's really important to use them so that is what I hope people to accomplish, not just to read it. In fact, it's more like a, um, more than a book, it's really like a recess, you know, <laughs> or it's like a, um, you know, a play period. I mean, this is like, let's go out and do this. It's an art project. It's something that you really do because you can talk it, about it till the cows come home, but you really need to put it into practice. So above all, I wanted people to really get this, to do it for themselves, and to realize how these principles actually work in their own life. Not in my life, not anybody else's life, but in their own life.
0: Right. And and what I love so much about what you do and and also how you write is that there's a lot of fun in this book, that, that you're not only bringing theory to reality, which you just said. So you're definitely bringing a theoretical idea, like the things that were talked about in The Secret like two, six years ago. Um, you're bringing those things into our current reality so that we try it. We get to see for ourselves and go, wow. And then on top of it, it's fun that, that we can change the focus of our life. It's like you bring, it's like you enjoy bringing the awareness of consciousness, um, to the fore in a way that allows fun. So what role does fun play in our life and and how important is fun?
1: See, I think fun is the most important thing, and here's why. Okay, we want something that's sustainable, meaning that we can use this again and again and again. Um, And if it's fun, it's a lot more sustainable. If you look forward to doing it, if you can't wait to do it, if it's like a lot more fun than the way you used to do it, then you're going to repeat it and continue to use these principles. So to me, fun is always the best way. I mean, I've written a book about breathing practice. And, you know, breathing, that's a lot lot of kind of um, terms that – I don't know, it might be scientific or whatever, but I even made that fun. To me, you've got to make it fun. You've got to enjoy it. And I think there's not enough fun in our society. I think people try to take everything so seriously. And I think that's really what blocks the field of infinite potentiality. If we're having fun, if we're joyful, if our joy channels are open, I mean, this is the natural state. And somehow or another, we've forgotten that. And when we're in this natural state of joy, things just work out. All of our intentions come to pass. I mean, everything just works out when you're in that, you know, state of fun. And again, like I say, it's your joy channels. It gets them open. It gets you ready to receive the world's largest.
0: And so, do you think that, um, if you hold, well, you've talked about this in the book, but when, when you hold an intention of, of fun, when you hold an intention of being open-minded, that these experiments actually, um, have even a bigger, um, a bigger bang quality?
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. I think that just opens up the bandwidth, if you want to call it the bandwidth. It's really true. I mean, that is the natural state. That is there's a, cor- there's a line in Course in Miracles, and that's my main spiritual practice, and it says, God's will for me is perfect happiness. Not part of the time, not on the weekends, not on the holidays, perfect all the time, 100% of the time, happiness. And that is the way we can live and should live
0: yeah you talk about um i think it's experiment number 4 whatever you focus on expands um uh-huh. so it's it's um it's a real it's a real truism that um y- you know one of the experiments where you had the green beans and to me that was just a remarkable thing that our intentions focused on something in a positive way can actually change how fast and how quick it happens in the natural world.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, we're constantly interacting with everything around us, you know, the plants around us, every single thing. In fact, one of the cool experiments I've got in um, E-Cubed is about changing even the flavor of things, but we're constantly interacting. And when we just do it in the default mode, and the default mode is kind of, oh, negativity, we're looking for things to happen, you know, life our enemy or something. But when you really get it that everything's working on your behalf, um, and you start you know looking with happiness and joy on things. everything completely changes. your entire life changes. But yes, as far as communicating with plants, we're always communicating with plants. we 're always interacting with everything, but we're just not really conscious of it. We're just so aware of this little form I also call you know this body, in the next time I call it, yes, we squeezed ourselves into some spanks. <laughs> And that's kind of what we are in this body, <laughs> you know, in this little form that we believe is us. But, you know, we're so much bigger and we're so connected to everything. And, you know, it's really important to be aware of that connection. And by doing these little experiments like talking to plants or sending intention to plants and sending intentions to your body and different things like that, and you're actually, you know, measuring before and measuring after, then you realize, wow, it's really making a difference. That's really all it is is, is you know, prompting our awareness into how this works. Because the truth is, you know, we're not a really appealing to the force. We're just saying we're appealing. We're opening. We're jarring us into paying attention. Is really what we're doing. That's that's one of the main things that the book does. Jars right. us into paying attention to how much our thoughts are affecting everything around us.
0: Yeah, I, I, uh, I. I... Uh, didn't know I was doing uh, an experiment that's similar to that when I lived in my old condo a couple years back. I lived in this, in this uh, little apartment for about 10 years. And outside my door was this beautiful, um, uh, a beautiful pepper tree i love pepper trees and every morning i would say hi to the pepper tree i talked to it every day i told it how much i love it how beautiful it was and i did i just fell in love with this tree i loved the tree and it felt like the tree actually loved me too so it felt like i was receiving as well as giving and about about six years in um it was you know a new complex i looked over and there was a pepper tree right on the other side of the complex like like you know just five feet away and my pepper tree was three times bigger, thicker than the pepper tree that was across the way. And, um, wow. yeah, isn't that amazing? I mean, it was so much bigger. That's it was so cool. much thicker, so much vibrant, had more leaves, had more limbs. And I was astonished. I, I think I did the experiment um, by mistake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did it for six years, and you made a beautiful tree. You know, some people um, take care of dogs, and some people uh-huh. have you know cats. You have pepper trees, so how
0: cool is that? <laughs> That's right. I was so sad when I had to move that move, but the I think the pepper tree. I still think about it, so I'm sure it's still receiving that. So you know, speaking of fun, um, one one of the things you do in the first in the first chapter or the first experiment is is the God Whoppers, and I I'd love to talk a little bit about that um, about what? First of all, after all this time, why do we still believe some of them? And secondly, uh, maybe you could just walk us through what some of them are.
1: Oh, yeah, the whoppers about God. Yep. Well, see, here's the thing. That is the name that's been used for this, you know, this force. I mean, right. that's. This this force, this connection we all have, and a lot of people have called it God, and because there are, you know, the Ten Commandments and all the different rules around God, we think that God's this judging person. A lot of us haven't used it. So I think by getting rid of some of the myths that we're more inclined to use them. I mean, a lot of us have run as fast as we could from any kind of organized religion Mm -hmm. and all the rules and all that kind of stuff. So basically what I do in the book is I, you know, I call it the elephant in the room because Part of the reason we're not using this force in the way that we could is because we are, you know, we do have it tied up with God, which, as I also say in the book, has more baggage than the Chicago airport, you know, (laughs) on the day after Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving. But anyway, do you want me to go through some of the myths? Yeah, let's talk um, about a couple of the myths, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, one of the first ones is that God is a hymn you know, a him, not a her, but really this force is more like an it, you know, we don't talk about Mr. Electricity or or Mrs. Thermodynamics, I mean, this is an actual, (laughs) it's not a him, you know, and I think when we kind of make it into a him, we sort of think of it as a person, kind of like us, that judges the same people we do, I mean, this is a totally loving force that is all limited, all powerful, in fact, we can't even understand it, it's so amazing, it's so infinite, and so we don't even really understand it at all, you know, anytime we try to put words on it, you know, we're, we're only limiting it. Somebody one time called it the Radiant X, and that's one I really like, oh yeah, Radiant X, that's really pretty cool, but, you know, I call it the field of infinite potentiality, but anyway, so that's one of the whoppers, that God is a hymn, and another one that kind of goes along with that is God looks like ZZ Top, makes black check marks after your name, and is basically too busy working on world hunger to care about you, <laughs> So that's another one that's kind of funny. Uh, I guess it could um, be
0: like Duck, uh, Duck Dynasty, right? No, not just exactly. ZZ Top. Yeah. <laughs> those guys. Yeah,
1: right. Right. When I wrote the book, if, I don't think Duck Dynasty was around. Because, yeah, <laughs> they, they, people do think they kind of look like the Duck Dynasty, those guys with the long beard, certainly. In fact, one time my agent had no idea even who ZZ Top was. I'm thinking, what? I'm thinking of ZZ Top. But anyway. I guess enough people did do. I think my editor understood it because she didn't question that at all. And then one of the big ones we have is that God plays favorites. You know yeah. that it actually likes some people better than others. Like for example, Jesus. I mean, Jesus said, "Anything I can do, you can do better." <laughs> I guess that was Annie Oakley that actually said that. <laughs> But but anyway, um, you know, he did say that we can everything he he can do, we can also do. And he also didn't say worship me. He said. Follow me, which mm-hmm. means follow me, do what I do, you know, align with the spirit, and you too shall, you know, accomplish everything that then I can accomplish. So that's another one. God plays favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, another very popular one is God rewards our suffering and gets brownie points for our sacrifice. Like we all think, oh, if we be really good right now that someday we'll, you know, die and go to heaven. Well, right. you know, what's wrong with um, having heaven on earth and, you know, being happy now? So that's another one that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of gets in our way. Another one is that God is just so demanding. <laughs> and the truth of it is God doesn't expect anything from us. God is simply you know, answering our bidding, and our bidding needs to change. Our bidding is, say, you know, what we're thinking, what we're conscious of, is often, you know, the negativity, and so we've created this world of negativity by our erroneous thinking. Another one is that you don't want to ask too much from God. You certainly don't want to bug Him.
0: Yeah, we don't want to bug God. God. So you can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be really coy yeah, and yeah, say, yeah, "Well, yeah. if you have time, and and maybe if you think about it at some point, maybe." <laughs> Well, you know, we don't sit over our coffee
1: makers in the morning and go, please give me some caffeine. We know that if we plug them in, they're going to work. And that's how this force is. The field of infinite potentiality is just as dependable and reliable as the electricity that comes out of our sockets. And that's how we need to look at it. That's why when we quit thinking of God as this man with a beard, <laughs> Right. then um, we can realize it's actually this force. It's an it. I mean, it, that would be the proper pronoun, not he or she. And it's very dependable, and we don't have to beg. We don't have to be a good enough person to be able to use electricity. It works because it works and because it's there, and it's always available for our use. Yeah. Now, so it of course, would be, electricity it. also has resistors. right. You know, and that's what a lot of us do. We resist that We uh, put up blocks. But anyway, right, right. What like you were
0: saying, saying um, with the electricity, it's it would be like us living in modern times and saying, no, I'm not going to plug in because I'm not sure if I'm, well, I, if I'm worthy or if it's really going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, this guilt that I have. Yeah. You know, you know, I shouldn't have you know call my sister mr poopy pants or something <laughs> so you know i don't i so, don't uh deserve to plug in the toaster right. <laughs> so yeah so no we it's always there we don't have to do anything to gain it it works just as well for the saint as it does for the sinner to use that term that i really don't like but i mean it it, it works for everybody it's not it doesn't play favorites and it's very dependable and and that's really an important thing for us to get
0: mm, beautiful
1: And then another one, I guess I've got eight of them in here, I'm actually looking through the book, God is just so vague, you know, the truth is God is not vague, this force is always there, and we need to, again, to condition ourselves to to believe that it's just as dependable as electricity. And then another whopper is that God only answers when he's good and ready. So we don't have to earn anything, or you know, get any get out of jail free cards. I mean, he's always there, always responding. Again, to our our thoughts and our intentions and our consciousness. So um, we can't not we can't not be interacting with this force. We always are. We just need to, I don't know, shine up the way that we uh, you know that we interact with it, and to expect different things, to expect happier. More joyful
0: things. Well, one of the things that you're talking about when when we are changing our relationship and our viewpoint and our angle of perception of what this what you call F peace and that's the field of infinite potential, right? Is that the is that what it's called? Infinite
1: potentiality. Potentiality. Yeah. Yes. Same thing.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> one of the things that that we have to overcome that the book helps with is conditioning. So uh, if you were to have if if someone were were um, to come to you very specifically, almost like a counselor, and say. You can't believe what's happened to me in my life, and it's made me X, Y, Z. It's made me with all the labels that we put upon it—that uh, not not able to, not good enough. What do you say to them about that? Con- about how conditioning controls us?
1: Well, that's a story that they put a lot of energy and a lot of investment into and little by little we need to change our story because the only reason things appear as they do now is because that's what we've expected. I mean, basically get up and live the same day over and over and over again expecting the same exact things, and that's why imagination is so important. But always... We need to take our focus off the way things appear to be and focus on the things we want to be. You know, and people go, but that's what's true. I mean, and, you know, that's what they call and say. Well, the only reason it's true is because that's what you have focused on for all these years. I mean, as soon as we... We're always looking to identify problems, and then we write a blog about it, and we call our friends and tell them about it, and we just go on and on and on about our problems. <laughs> never, never do we we call up and go, hey, what's going right today? Or, you know, we go, oh, what's wrong, honey, you know, to our kids, like what's right? And that's what we really have to do. And no matter what it is, it's all about perspective and how you see it. And some of the things that we look at as, oh, that's a horrible thing to happen, ends up leading us to the most exciting, wonderful things that ever happen in our lives. So our judgments about what what is going on is is one of the things we really need to change. I mean, the more you can surrender to whatever is happening, the quicker it can just flow right on through. But um, the main thing is just tell a different story. And it's really kind of simple. It, you know. And here's the thing. This is not hard to do. It's just very different than the way we've always done it. So that's the thing, this is a really simple process, this is a simple thing to do to follow these experiments and to change our thinking, but it is very different than the ruts that we've been in for all these years, so it's not hard, it's just very different, and usually we tend to go back again and live the same day over and over and think the same thoughts and be in the same ruts and expect the same, you know, news on the television, We. But but if we can imagine and start looking at different bigger possibilities, then this FP, if we can open up to that, can come flowing through and bring in all the, you know, miraculous, wonderful things that it wants to, to bestow us with.
0: Yeah, the, the, that notion of let's focus on what's right, That that's just, that can change everything, can it? Like if we just woke up in the morning and focused on what's right, um, and, and focused, um, in a, in a given moment where something appears to be going wrong and simply bring our attention to what's right. Um, as you say in the book, what you focus on expands. So, so, and you've got these experiments that prove these notions that what you focus on expands. Um, and so when we're in this process of expanding and like a big, huge life event shows up, like something that just is like out of the right field. It feels like it's a curveball, unexpected, tragic, uh, whatever. H- how do we manage the fear within this paradigm?
1: Well we all as long as we we need to really enlarge it well what else is going on mm. because what happens when some big major life event happens we get so focused on that and we forget everything else mm-hmm. and there's always something else always I don't care what happens there's always something else so in some ways it's becoming more fluid and kind of expanding out and thinking about what else is happening like a friend of mine told me a story about um, a friend was you know jumping on a bed they were at some conference or something and they broke their they're jumping on the bed you know having fun but they broke their foot or broke their knee or broke something on their leg and I mean that's a pretty major thing you need to go to the doctor and of course they did But what my friend continued to do is say, okay, but what else is there? You know, how does the other leg feel? I mean, again, to take the focus off that painful thing that's happening. I mean, there's no way you can deny that that's not happening. That is there happening. But there's also a lot of rightness. I mean, in in the body at that time, the body's going to work to try to heal it. The Mm. rest of the body's feeling Mm. good. So it's really taking our focus out and looking at other things and not being focused on that pain and that ache and that horrible thing because that only makes that grow and that's of course where you want to take your attention you know but but see with our attention we materialize things because we're connected to everything and so when we put our attention on something that makes it come alive so We can also dematerialize, you know, the pain and the suffering and that kind of thing by taking our attention off of it. And that was one example. So they ended up going to the hospital. She was just fine. It was no big deal, but it helped her get through that pain, and she ended up going through the rest of the conference, had a great time, was even able to dance on the last night. So, you know, again, it's just a thing about expanding your awareness instead of just getting real focused on that really negative thing, or the thing you're judging as negative, because that is, you know, again, that's our judgments, and we all have those judgments, and that's where we get in a lot of trouble.
0: You read, you wrote in a recent blog post, I think um, this is also something the biology of belief with Bruce Lipton, he wrote about in his book too, about the surgeon that, um, that did 10 knee surgeries. Um, He did basically two procedures, and the rest of them, he didn't really, he didn't really do anything, kind of open them up and close them back up again. Um, syringed it out a bit maybe but that's about it and with that exception all of them um, uh, had tremendous healing in fact some of the ones that were um, that had absolutely no work done except for this this incision did better um, and uh, the ones that had the full reconstruction didn't do as well um, so it, it, it's what's going on there
1: <laughs> well we get the ex- expectations that we that we're looking for. In fact, you've heard of the placebo effect, yes. which is what that story illustrates. Mm-hmm. I heard a really interesting placebo. Well, two things that I heard last week that were really fascinating to me. You know, we've all heard that stress causes all these problems in our life. Well, there was a big study at Harvard, and they they um, studied twenty thousand individuals. Turns out, it's our expect that stress is going to be a problem in our life that's actually caused the heart attacks and all that kind of stuff so if we could actually get it that stress can make us happier that stress can enliven us so so i mean that's how strong our expectations are for all these years we've been saying you know avoid stress avoid stress and i'm not suggesting that we should try to have stress But (laughs) when we do have stress it's good to realize that it doesn't necessarily have to cause all those other problems if you expect that to happen the other study that I just
0: that, read... Wait, wait a minute. I just want to see, pause before you go. That's uh, ridiculous. That is one of the most amazing and obvious insights. <laughs> I mean, duh. I know, an, right? like, duh. The
1: woman <laughs> tried. I know. And the woman that <laughs> talked about this, she's a psychologist. And for years, she's been saying, you know, eliminate stress. She goes, and I apologize because as long as we keep telling everybody, oh, stress is going to cause all these problems. And we hear that everywhere. We hear it in science. We hear it in medicine. We hear it everywhere. But as it turns out the expectation that stress is going to cause that in fact, that was talking about it said it caused it's the third leading cause of death is the expectation that stress is going to cause you these problems
0: right and, so and
1: that was really interesting And
0: that's fascinating And the other thing that that um, you talked about the guy who um, who was on the the cancer medication and uh, he begged and begged and begged to be on this cancer medication and then do you want to finish telling the story
1: Oh, yeah. Okay, it was in the news that this cancer medication was really working. Yep. So he went to his doctor and said, hey, I want to I wanna try this. All the studies are saying it's working. So the doctor gives it to him. Immediately, like within a couple of days, his his tumors disappeared or they started decreasing. Well, then the next week, this report came out in the newspaper that said oh we were wrong it wasn't actually true these this medication doesn't work so it goes back to his doctor all the tumors have returned and his doctor kind of thought hmm in fact ask any doctor and they all know about this placebo effect so his doctor said well you know what i've got this other strain it was actually the same thing and it's it's a little bit stronger and what happened is those people where it didn't work on had gotten the wrong dosage so he gave it to him again once again The guy, you know, again, expected that it was all going to work out. So um, his, his tumor shrunk and went away. Then, maybe the next week, I, I'm not quite sure on the time period on this, but then the next week an article comes out in the paper, nope, nope, this, this doesn't work. Sorry about all the false promises, folks. This does not work. And then within a couple of days, all of his tumors returned and he died. But literally what he was expecting from the medication is what his body was doing. So the power of his mind and his expectations we're completely running his body. And so our expectations are, are what what cause everything. This other thing that I just heard on, it was on NPR, this this dietitian had done a study about, it was called Mind Over Milkshake. And if you believe that your milkshake has a lot of calories, it's really bad for you, it's going to clog up your arteries, that's exactly what happens. But if you don't, like say somebody says, oh, it's a smoothie, it's a health drink, you don't have those same effects. So it's the same drink. It's just that your expectation around that drink is different, and that's just that's you know fascinating to me.
0: That, and that's one of the experiments in in, in your in your book um, is the Jenny Craig um, proposition or principle. Um, right, and, exactly. And it's it's amazing. Uh, you know, I've heard this forever, and I've always believed this, but I'm I'm actually going to start playing with this more and more. Um, about um, you know, I, I bless my food, and I always uh, say thank you for my food but i noticed pam when i re- did your experiment that i didn't bless my chocolate bars <laughs> oh <laughs> i didn't oh you should I, definitely bless I those chocolate i didn't bless bars. my licorice for god's sake <laughs> 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 so now i'm bringing this new intention and and it so what happens when you're in the middle of these experiments i mean i noticed that i'm I'm saying to my chocolate bar, oh, I love you and thank you for the vibrancy you're bringing me. And I could feel the joy that chocolate brings me. I could feel it, like totally feel it. But there is this there is this wrinkle in my thinking. So what do we do with the wrinkle when it shows up?
1: Um, well, you know, I what I say in the book is we just keep taking our thoughts out. It's like housebreaking a puppy. You just keep taking them back outside because those wrinkles are going to show up. We've got right. these long-held beliefs for a really long time. So you just keep... Taking the puppy back outside and showing it a different reality. So um, once once you hear the idea, it's like the first four you know the four minute mile. The first person did it, and then we realized everybody could do it, and that's why shows like yours are so important, and why theories like this are so important is because we need to hear about these other possibilities because then it goes in as an expectation in our own brain and even when the other things come up you know the old patterns the, the the dominant paradigms come up we still can remember oh well this worked so and so or this worked for so and so you know this she was able to change her thoughts and she was able to, you know, bless her chocolate bar and actually eat that chocolate bar and not gain, you know, the 20 pounds that she thought she was going to gain, you know, or whatever these thoughts that we have. I mean, you know, with food, we have so many negativities and we have a love-hate relationship with our food. And so it's no wonder we're all, you know, struggling so much with the and that kind of thing. So, but anyway, you just keep, keep on it, it's like you keep practicing, you keep practicing that higher vibration, that more positive, gen, you know, joyful vibration, and when the other thing comes up, you can laugh at it, you know, you can make jokes with it, you know, you can acknowledge it, but realize there is a bigger reality here, you know, and so again, just keep expanding, and just keep, keep practicing with it, keep, Keep taking that puppy back outside right. until it's, his house
0: broken. Well, it's it's part of the observer effect. I think you're, you've you've described in your book, and that that observing the wrinkle is just bringing conscious awareness to wow, you that's there, <laughs> that's been there. That's that wrinkle has been in my consciousness all this time. No wonder I've gained mm-hmm. weight. No wonder my my uh, it, the same with the stress idea. Uh, that's I mean that's just still blowing my mind how obvious that is, <laughs> and yet yeah, yeah my God we've we've all put all this energy onto what stress is going to do to us, and now we can we can bless stress.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Here's another interesting study that the same guy um, that, that did the stress study yeah. did. Um, it was a, a group of hotel maids. And so he told half of them that you know they're you know they're changing the sheets and they're doing all this stuff you know cleaning the room every day that was burning all these calories and it was making them healthier. So he, they went to a workshop, you know, explaining how much exercise they were getting in their daily work. And then the other, the control group, you know, wasn't told anything, just continued to work as they always had. The ones that were told that their work as a hotel maid, you know, changing sheets, cleaning the room, dusting, cleaning the toilets, whatever they do, was actually good exercise and was making them healthier, they therefore became healthier, again, because they were suddenly told this is, you know, this work that you're doing is really good for you. This is really making you fit. The ones that weren't told that had no change whatsoever. So that's another example of just how powerful our thoughts and expectations are.
0: And, and yet we could hear anecdote after anecdote after anecdote after anecdote. Um, but it still doesn't change our lives.
1: Right. That's why the book and doing these Experiments is so important, and the reason I made them forty eight hours. These are real simple. These are baby steps. You know, the the idea is that you will take this into your life and use it on a regular basis. And in in any cube, I do talk more about that, about incorporating it on a regular basis. But I think I wanted to get people to try it. And if you say forty eight hours, okay, for forty eight hours, I'll suspend my judgments, I'll suspend my belief that this is the way it is. That's pretty easy to do. I mean, what's you know two days out of a regular life. So most people can be tempted to try that for just the two days. And so then when they see that that works, they realize, wow, there's something to this. So again, you know, just let's let's lure them into the water, you know, get them to take that first baby step, and then, um, you know, let's take it from here. And, let's fly
0: now. And what's it's interesting, it, it is baby steps, Pam, but... Um, Like, for those of us who have been on the path for a really long time, have tons of really cool evidence, doing the experiment is just another bump. I mean, it's just such a bump. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And you
1: know, for me, (laughs) I mean, I, yeah, I know, I wrote the book. Uh And then people are sending me all these stories so I already believe this right but after getting all these stories again I've got a lot of four minute mile mindsets coming into me every day you know I get pictures from people that have grown these green bean seeds you know I hear story after story after story so my confidence in this has just catapulted, you know, to immense heights. So I've known it, but it always helps to hear the stories again. In fact, that's one of the things I suggest in um, E-Cubed is to get a group together. I'm in a couple of what I call my power posses mm-hmm. here in the little town in Kansas I live in. And one of them we get together weekly. One of them we get together twice a month. Right. And we share these stories and we talk about this stuff. And we have so much fun. I mean, we'll sometimes dance to Happy, you know, that song that Pharrell yes, Williams song, yes, Happy. yes, yes. I mean, we're just always doing joyful things and then hearing these stories. And we also share the times when maybe, you know, that the nagging voice you know speaking up or whatever too but then we know to laugh at it but having that group together I mean we just explode the energy and it's so much fun and I feel like that's really helped me as much as anything is being with these other people and doing this together because it makes it more fun and it just you know we're all resonating to each other and so when you're you know around a lot of people that really believe this and get this and you hear their story about you know like just the other day my friend completely healed her knee speaking of knee surgery without any medicine, just by literally, you know, changing her thoughts and, you know, she was having trouble walking, now she's, you know, can run a, run a, run a 10K, so, wow. just amazing, you know, you hear all the stories, so I, I love the idea of doing it together, and, you know, we're all one anyway, so if we might as well act like we're one.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, uh, along... Um Along those lines, um, we've actually created a page for um, the, using Pam's book. So if you go to healingwiththemasters.com forward slash E2, which stands for E squared, um but it's the letter E and the number two. Um, we've got a page set up with all the experiments. And if you click on each experiment on that page, it will take you to the page where you can share your results. And um, I, uh, we're going to encourage you to put together virtual ma- mastermind groups so that you can call each other and create little groups together and, you know, get some bridge lines and uh, you guys can call in and play together and do some masterminding together around these experiments. So we encourage you to do that. You can do that by reaching out to each other on these pages and share what's happening with you. So again, that's healingwiththemasters.com forward slash E2. We thought it might be um, a, re- a great way for our community to play with each other. Uh, get to know each other and also to really, uh, firmly support each other in this, in, in our expansion through real cool experiments. So, so definitely, uh, go check that out. Now, when, when you're talking about we are all one, there is something in the book that really struck me. And it's like you say, we think that when, t- when we're talking about someone, we're reacting to someone, we're enraged about someone and we're in our own room r- raging at them and about them. That somehow they, that, that we're alone in that act, but we aren't, are we? <laughs> What's really no, going on no. when we're complaining about someone and raging about someone?
1: And, and on some level they know it every, I mean again, we're all connected. And, you know, once you've, um, you know, been in the vicinity of someone, you're even more connected. So if you're complaining about someone, they definitely are getting it. And they're filling your vibe. You know, we've always talked about, oh, that vibe, but no, it's all there. And, you know, we can pretend that you know, that they don't know what's going on. And we we get a lot of comfort out of thinking we're thinking these thoughts in our own head. But the truth is we are all connected and, and every single thought is affecting them as well. In fact, you know, you've probably seen that experiment, you know, where you think the person thinks bad thoughts, you know, and then they can pull their arm down really fast. Right, right. Well, another twist on that that we've been doing lately is, okay, Say, say you and I were doing it, and you were thinking thoughts. I'd say, okay, think bad thoughts about me. And so you could still pull my arm. You know what I mean? Like you were affecting me. It wasn't just my thoughts about it. be your thoughts about me. Wow. So it's really interesting how much, you know, we are communicating back and forth in subtle ways. In fact, the actual verbal part of communication is the smallest part of communication. <laughs> There's so much other communication going on, and we're most of the time unaware of it. And that's, again, why this book's all about jarring us into paying attention to all the communication that's out there, all the messages that are there for all the signs that are there for us. There's so much. And we're usually, you know, we sacrifice it for worrying about the future, thinking about the past. I mean, right here in this moment, there's an atomic force of great power and connection and, you know, the more we can become aware of that, the, the happier we can be. It's it's pretty exciting and I'm so glad that, you know, your community is going to participate in this because that's just a way, you know, we'll just explode the energy even more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and it, so, so <laughs> it does make a difference. So, when, when we do these experiments and then in turn we do them in community, um, we are expanding the the possibilities for everyone are we not since we're all connected so we're making a difference on the planet i love
1: that Mm -hmm. yes in fact you know we think oh that's selfish to go to work on yourself it is so not selfish it makes you happier when you're happier your family's happier when your family's happier the community's happy. I mean, it really goes on and on and on, and and we're all connected with minds. I mean, I think there's even that hundred monkey thing. I mean, once enough of us get this joy and this happiness and this idea that, you know, we can change the entire world by changing our consciousness, pretty soon everybody's going to get it, you know. We're all going to be cracking nuts the same way those monkeys were, you know. (laughs) Even if we weren't exposed to this, you know, everyone's going to pick it up, even those that, you know, aren't, listening to Healing with the Masters, even those that aren't reading these books, they will also get it when enough of us do, and when we get it on a deep enough level, because again, we are all connected.
0: Oh, that's, that's just so But it gives me so much hope, and, and I can feel the audience just really resonating with that, that, the fact that they can play with something as simple as these nine experiments, or any of the speakers' work on Healing with the Masters, and know that there is a change happening through that effort. It's just, uh, it's my favorite part of our series. Um, I have a question about, I, I'd love to get your hit on, what is the difference between thoughts and consciousness?
1: See, that's a really important point. I'm glad you asked that question. In some ways, our thoughts are like that ticker tape at the bottom of CNN or something. You know how the whole <laughs> right? thing keeps yep. going on. It's just these ticker tape that keeps going on. And for the most part... You know, there's, they can be inconsequential until we pluck one out and then put all of our focus on it. And so our consciousness is, is more of the bigger picture. And so the thoughts are just like the little things that go, and some of them, you know, really don't have to mean anything, but our consciousness is is how, how we think about it and, and what we focus upon. So we can have a joyful consciousness. So then those ticker tape thoughts that are going by, you know, we pick out the joyful ones, you know, and those are the things we're going to focus on and think about. So our consciousness, and that is the most important thing, is our consciousness. And a consciousness um, is, is, is what your awareness. Consciousness and awareness are very, are very similar,
0: so that the consciousness and awareness is, to, to, from what you're saying, to me feels like is, is where the power is, is where the juice is.
1: It is where the power is. Yes, yes. Okay. In fact, I, I saw a T-shirt other day. Say, "Don't believe every thought that you think." I mean, because you know we do have you know <laughs> just this litany of thoughts that are going through, yeah. and if we don't put a lot of energy into them, they'll just continue to go right on through. And that's why resistance, of course. You know, we were talking earlier about electricity, and then yeah. electricity also has this thing called resistors. And you know, resistors is what you know makes the energy go a different or the electricity go a different direction. And so all of us do have those resistors in our own life. Oh well, this is hard. this is hard. This isn't, you know, we can't do this. I mean, that's a resistor when you have that kind of a thought. So in other words, um, you know, we want to open the channel as much as we can and, and eliminate the resistors that are keeping, you know, the world's abundance and beauty and joy coming our way
0: so um pay attention to the resistors but let the rest of the thoughts through so we don't have to pl- you know The the um I, i've been doing new thoughts new thought well it was called new age work since the 80s so there was a time there which drove me nuts where we had to police every single freaking word um where we had to say oh you, you can't say that that that's not what you're talking about right
1: Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, if you notice they're coming up a lot, then your consciousness may be, you know, around that.
0: Right, but, right.
1: Um, but, but, but if it's just a thought going through, big deal, it's no big deal. Your consciousness is a bigger, more potent form of energy than just a thought. A thought is just a little trickle, you know, that doesn't need to mean anything unless you want it to mean anything you choose which of those thoughts to to focus on and to turn into a reality where you put your attention is what's going to become a reality so that's your consciousness is where your attention is going
0: so um so if we have things that our attention is kind of habitually going like we we are focused on uh, negatively on this one thing and it's it kind of you you talk about the rut the rut thinking ruts um how do we get out of those thinking ruts
1: well, really, if we can take our attention off of them, and that's so hard to do because we spend all these years, you know, oh, well, you know, I I have trouble at parties or, you know, whatever that thought might be. I, I, I don't do well at parties or what would be some other thought? Oh, I'm, I'm just, I, I can never lose weight. I just look at, you know, so all these thoughts, mm-hmm. we've been putting our attention on them for so long. So that's the rut of thinking. And so that is your consciousness and that is what you're going to manifest. So those thoughts you know, are creating your consciousness. However, if you take as much attention off of that as you can and start focusing on the things you're grateful for, one of the things I call playing with your toys. <laughs> you know, like if you're an adult, you're not going to buy your kids another toy they're not playing with it. So we really need to be grateful for what we have now. And you can always find something you're grateful for. And so it's really important to be to be grateful. I mean, I get up every morning, I say something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me today. And then I always... Um, you know i my power posse i text them three blessings that i i noticed from the day before so that's where my attention is going on the blessings on the miracles and that's really important i'm not going to put my attention on you know some little issue that might might come up you know i mean i can choose to do that we always have the choice it's totally up to us but i would much rather be you know focusing on the blessings and miracles than focusing on these you know, potential problems that could crop up, especially if I'm gonna, if I keep looking at them and write my blog post about them and call all my friends and talk about it.
0: You know, um this is, um uh, this is, you, what you just described, I'd like to talk about a little bit more is your AA 2.0 program. Um and, uh, and I'd like to talk about a little bit more about what that is and, and what your power posse is. So if you could go to, into just a little bit more detail, so our audience can do the, the new AA. Yeah, in fact, I've got some people
1: on Twitter with the hashtag AA2.0, and that's A period, A period, you know, 2.0. And so you've heard of the 12-step program, the, you know, the LAA. Well, this one's so easy, it only has two steps. And the first step, and this is is so simple, you know, as you get up in the morning and, you know, you proclaim before you even get out of bed, something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me today. Well, that's AA, amazingly awesome. It may not be grammatically the best thing to say, but it, you know, AA, something amazingly awesome. That's my expectation. That's how you're prepaving your day. That's what you expect to happen. The second step, and again, I have this power posse. There are six of us in this power posse, and all of us text blessings to each other, three blessings. And I've always been big on gratitude, and I would say things like, oh, I'm so grateful for my daughter. I'm so grateful for my career, you know, blah, blah, blah. But now, it has to be something different every day. Each day, it's a different blessing. Um, You can't repeat them, so you're always finding new blessings. And I like to say I'm like Lewis and Clark out there scouting blessings and miracles. I'm looking for new territory. And so it's just opened my world up you know, to find even more blessings. I mean, I have a little thing on my blog I, I do called Why I'm the Luckiest Person on the Planet, or I'm the Luckiest Person on the Planet, and then I have Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. because <laughs> so all these amazing things are always happening because that's where my focus is. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I expect. That's how I start my day. And that momentum of the beginning of the day is really important.
0: Okay, so this is really cool. So, um, we can find with uh, these groups again that we can make an agreement to text and we're texting our personal blessings, what we're grateful for, what's right in our life to, to, um, the, who, however many people are in your posse. Well, you know, one to how many ever you want. And so you're in turn receiving six A text from these six different people. So you're five. Six of
1: us, so I get five. You get five every day, every Every morning. You get
0: five, and you hear their blessings. What's their what they're grateful for? You you likely get some ideas there of what you can be. Oh yeah, that's a good one to be sure. Yeah, sometimes the
1: first one that puts it out. Oh yeah, and then then everyone else uses it.
0: (laughs) And then and then we don't
1: really do that, but it gives you ideas. Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) And then um, uh, the first thing is amazingly awesome, and it's interesting because um you know i'm i'm i, I uh, have been feeling challenged um of late you know i i have had these really really crazy big huge uh, so, you know some somewhat tragi- tragic events my sister passed away last year and it's created a wave upon wave of interesting um new ways of observing my life and being and opening up and it's cracked me open no doubt and but i have many moments of deep deep sadness and grief and um, last night I was having one of those moments as I was, you know, uh, rummaging through your book uh, one more time and and I thought about this amazingly awesome thing that, that you shared in one of your recent interviews and I'm like, wow, okay, let's try it, let's play it. And so, you know, today was a particularly stressful day and and I now know that stress is actually something that enlivens me. I'm just kidding, but I just <laughs> got that from our interview, so I feel so much better about the stress today. Um, But I did. I woke up saying, last night I said something amazingly awesome is going to happen tomorrow. And my gosh, that simple thing allowed me to have this place of peace that, wow, I can just set that the week aside. It's a big week for me. lot's happening. A lot on my plate. I can set this big week aside and just trust that something amazingly awesome is going to happen. And, um, I think it's happening because I think part of the amazingly awesome is you and this show. <laughs> Cause I oh. feel, I feel great. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad.
1: Yeah. It makes a huge difference. It really does.
0: Yeah. So, um, I like that. AA 2.0, amazingly awesome. And then texting your, um, texting three blessings to your power posse. I like that yeah, so I mean, much you could better. Call
1: them as well. Okay. I mean, you could call them. I mean, you know, any way you want to do it. But right. for those that are on Twitter, if they want to get involved in the conversation on Twitter, there is a hashtag. You know, A A Okay, so we could are, do it there. Know, there. Sending their blessings in. yeah,
0: got it, that's got place it. place to do it. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, so hashtag A dot A dot Is that right. it? Okay, perfect. So that's if you guys that. want to participate in that, um, send your blessings to hashtag dot a. a2 um, and that that's on Twitter so uh, this is this is really fun um, uh, I you know um, I heard you say I can't remember if I heard you say it or, or read it in a book that spiritual means the opposite of material could you say a little bit more about about that why that's important
1: right um, like in quantum physics um, it's the possibility that that you know congeals into a physical reality so spiritual is when it's still in that form of ideas of um, something you can't see like the physical form the material form is more the five senses and so that's somewhat limited spiritual is not limited in any way any possibility is there and so again what you focus on more you congeal it into your particular life you draw it into your life even though you're already connected to it so Spiritual is unseen. It's unlimited. It's it goes everywhere. Um, it's omnipresent. Whereas material is, you know, what you can see, touch, taste, feel, hear. That is the material. The spiritual is uh, from the material comes from the spiritual, but the material's so limited. I mean, the spiritual coalesces into the material. Um, But the big picture, the thing that we really want to go for more is the spiritual. The spiritual is the, you know, where all the juice and the excitement is. And the material is just, you know, what we're seeing, what we've created in this particular dimension.
0: And so this is kind of what we're playing with, with, uh, uh, with these experiments, is the spiritual.
1: Exactly, exactly. Hmm. And the big idea, the the imagination, the you know thinking of other possibilities, being open to all the other possibilities, getting rid of all those blocks that have coalesced what you what you're currently seeing into your
0: life. Right. Um, uh, so I have a couple more questions. What role does prayer have in all of this?
1: Well, you know, we think we're only praying when we, you know, please God, you know, send me a a new partner or please heal my cancer, whatever. We're actually praying all the time with our consciousness. Again, we're interacting all the time with this field of infinite potentiality. So when you say prayer, um, you know, it, we, have a, we have a definition of our mind of what prayer is, but it's a lot more than that. Um, it's not just a single plea to the big guy, it's actually how our consciousness is going out and interacting with this field of potentiality. So we're constantly praying, and we actually sometimes pray to bring more of the same in. In fact, actually that's how we pray the most often, is by keeping our consciousness the same, we're continually praying, if you want to call it that, for the same thing over and over and over again, and when we let go of that, and when we um, you know expand and 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 become aware of this bigger possibility, we are praying for you know the more of um, more exciting things to happen, more joyful things to happen so praying is akin to our consciousness
0: uh, beautiful, so praying is something that we do every day uh, through the 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 treads that we that we ride in our thinking <laughs> whether those exactly. are positive or negative
1: yeah i think one of the saints said you know we pray by breathing you know so we're constantly you know sending out our our consciousness our thoughts out into the field and so we're constantly asking if you want to call praying asking begging so to speak for for what we're getting you know if you want to know what you prayed for just look around your life and that's what you've been praying for
0: Yeah, um, the evidence is in front of us. And so um, Mm -hmm. moving our attention in a different direction. And, and and, you know, playing with the experiments in this book is actually going to do that. It's so cool because it feels like it's a fun distraction that works. Mm -hmm, (laughs) It's like what we mm -hmm. do with kids, right? When we don't want them to do something, we distract them. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's beautiful. That's a
1: good thing. You have distract your thoughts from those what's wrong, what's wrong.
0: Yeah. Uh, and this is a great way to do it. So one more question. Um, uh, money. How do we get more? I mean, that's the it's the most common question we always, always get. Uh, uh, so how do we get more money by using this kind of work?
1: Well, you know, in my book EQ, the one that comes out in September, I've got, um, you know, those myths that I did or those Whoppers I have about I I've got um, nine or something like that Miss um, about money oh, and fine. how we believe it's hard to come by. And as long as we believe it's hard to come by, well, again, that's that expectation. It's like the placebo effect. It will continue to be hard to come by. If we could just get it, how rich we already are, how lucky we already are, how much we already have. I mean, every single person has within them the capability to have plenty. I mean, that is the truth of who we are. But we have completely blocked it by these beliefs that money's hard to come by. Um, I never have enough money. There's never enough for this. I mean, we repeat these things over and over again. And so we've created this consciousness, this reality of it appears to be that there's lack and limitation. That's so not true. That's so against the way the world really works, against the way the universe works. You cannot you can't even take in all the abundance that is available. Somebody sent me this thing the other day about, you know, if you go to the big giant waterfall and there's all that energy coming down, I mean, that's how much energy and power there is in this universe and we block it and so we don't let it come to us so more than you know there was that book called think and grow rich i like mm-hmm. to think of this think and be rich you know be mm-hmm. rich in your gratitude be rich in in realizing how much you have and money is really just a representation of your consciousness that's all it is So if you're feeling like there's not enough and there's never enough and you need more and all that, that's just telling you, you know, what kind of consciousness you have. And, again, you can housebreak it like the puppy and keep taking it back to there is a, the world is abundant and continue to look for signs for that. You know, set that intention in the morning. I want to see signs that the world is abundant and continue to look for that. Place your focus on that. I'm not saying that you can do it immediately, although some people can, but you just start practicing. You start practicing noticing, you know, where you have plenty, where, you know, all those things that you want to be with money, start noticing little areas where that indeed is true. And as you start noticing that more, that will come more and more alive. And in fact, I... One of the stories about this book, you know, as you pointed out, you know, I made that intention a long time ago that I would be a millionaire, and it does appear that with this book, I mean, it's become this huge book. I mean, it's been translated into 30 languages, and people just love this book, and I actually wrote the book eight years ago, oh, wow. um, even before The Secret came out. and, and fa- Well, in fact, it did come out as another book under a different title, but it's the same book. But once my joy channels got open and once I started changing how I thought about, you know, my own consciousness, wow. then this book just took off. I mean, it really was a representation of my thoughts, that... of my consciousness. <laughs> That's amazing.
0: Yeah. That is amazing. So you actually yeah. wrote this book eight years ago under another title, and well, it, it was
1: called God Doesn't Have Bad Hair Days, and it sort of, I mean, it came out before The Secret even, because some people are calling this The Secret on Crack, which I think is pretty funny, but this book was actually written before The Secret was even written, but it came out under a different title, you know, maybe four people read it. Now, those four people did love it, you know what I mean, it didn't, it didn't take off to become a big bestseller until right. it came out as E-squared. And by that time, my consciousness, I mean, I just keep getting happier and happier every day. And so, you know, as my consciousness has expanded and as I have become more joyful and in, in looking for these blessings and miracles every day, then, of course, that's what's happening, and that's really... You know for me why the book just took off and became a big
0: That you know, is rock so star cool. It it to me yeah. it's um we, we have this program called Success Signature where we teach entrepreneurs exactly what happened to you, which is basically how to get congruent. Um how to get in alignment with the gifts that you are and to be in this joy channel, to be um in alignment with your with your unique human potential and purpose that is aligned with joy in God. So wow, that's what an amazing Uh, What an amazing case study for any of your experiments Um, the book has been out That's amazing. The book's been out for eight years and yet when you weren't aligned. That's when it took off Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. anything that isn't taking off in any of our lives anywhere that we feel stuck this is and this is um, Knocking at your brain (laughs) Hello (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> that the, there is tremendous possibility when you get this, and something you just said was also interesting, which is, um, you know, uh, using those thoughts, using those resistors, using those moments as as kind of just a stop point to to change the energy. So using it as a bar- barometer or a, or or a um, a symptom that you can point to and say, "Wow, that's where my thoughts are." so therefore that is what i'm actually creating so what do i want to create now is that the idea
1: right exactly Right, exactly. Hmm. And so to realize how much power you've had in creating what you've created before. And one thing, too, I always like to talk about the trampoline effect. If you think you're going down, I mean, the harder you go down, the more you're going to bounce up. And so really it's like either direction you're going, it's kind of fun on the trampoline. (laughs) But just to (laughs) realize the momentum's going to go, it's going to take you right back up. So you're not like really falling, you're just, you know, bouncing up on the trampoline.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And I think that's a lovely thought to stop on. You're never going down. You're always going down. In a trampoline that's going to take you up even higher. Love it. That's right. That's perfect. Well, uh, thank you, Pam Grout, for this exceptional call on. And I I do, I feel so much better than I did when I started the call. (laughs) Thank you so much. And I can feel the audience really bucking up uh, at the possibilities in their lives. So if you want to join uh, our our Healing with the Masters community in playing with these wonderful uh, nine experiments, just go to healingwiththemasters.com forward slash uh, e squared, E, and the number two. healingwiththemasters.com dot com forward slash E squared, and uh, and play with us and share with us your experiments. This should be fun. Uh, thank you, Pam Graup, for joining us uh, on Healing with the Masters and uh, and sharing the possibilities, the the infinite field of potentiality. <laughs> thank you. It's been great fun. It's been really fun, and thanks all of you for joining us on Healing with the Masters. Uh, I am so honored and so incredibly privileged. That you said yes. We know you have a lot of choices out there. And we love that you choose to hang out with us, even if it's for a little while. Um, even if it's for, just for this show, we're grateful. Uh, because, as I said at the beginning, your your contribution leads to the amazing content that uh, we bring forward. We don't the mechanisms of the universe are so incredible that uh, what you thought a year ago made us uh, look at, at Pam and bring her forward, as it does with every speaker. So, thank you for the co creation. I love you all. Thank you so much. Until next time, think good thoughts. <laughs> Bye now. And remember. If you'd like to join us for any of our live shows, just register absolutely free at hwtmpodcast.com. That's H-W-T-M as in Healing with the Masters, podcast.com. Come and join us. Just register for the current live season.